0: This episode of Living in Las Vegas is brought to you by Mitch Fulfer of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, selling homes all across the valley. Hmm, interesting. Living in Las Vegas starts now. Yes, it does. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, The Living in Las Vegas Podcast. Yes. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> <Out>. <laughs> oh, city and now your host, sorry. A man who clearly needs some kind of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was. Singer, brother Scott. Mr. Scott Whitney. Welcome everybody to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Oh. Really nice. Hey, hey Congratulations, because you're listening to or watching the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates here in our fair city. And whether you're a local or a tourist, maybe you're thinking of moving here or just hanging out here, we want you to think of this show as your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, I want you to know that this show is free on the first and third Tuesday of every month. We do this at seven o'clock Pacific time, PM at vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. Again, vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. Here, come on over, join us. We're having a great time. We do some pretty cool things first, pre-show. We start the show at 7, but, you know, quarter till we fire things up. You can kind of watch us preparing for the big shoe, you know, making the sausage. And then afterwards, when we finish up the show, usually finish up about 8 o'clock or so, uh, we're Vegas Video Network 2.0, Vegas Video Network After Dark. That's when we talk about stuff that we simply did not want on the record. And plus, there's some pretty cool people hanging out here as well. We've got Ozzy Dave, we got Mr. Testy, we got Pops, Faze Jitters, Indie Guy, you've got a bunch of anonymous people who are in the Witness Protection Program, all kinds of cool things. So come on by vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa. Buenas noches. I'm the founder of the Vegas Video Network, so on behalf of all these shows here, thanks for checking this out. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for your support as well. Want to say hi, new in the live chat, we got JW. What's happening, JW? Good to have him here. His real name is JW. He's from Minnesota. He found us on the YouTube about a month or so ago, and he's been binge watching old episodes Ever since, so uh, on behalf of everybody here, thanks J.W. for checking us out. All right, let's get going on this here party. So here's the the premise for the day: Is professionalism dead in Las Vegas? Over the last several months, I have really been hyper aware of the levels of professionalism here in Vegas. And what I mean by that is, are people meeting the promise of the products and services they claim to deliver? So is the product or service doing the job, but also is the delivery, is the human interaction doing the job? Are they making me more compelled to use them again? Or are they pushing me away, making me not want to use them again? I've talked about this kind of thing before. And as I looked over some notes over the last few months, I I have a list of a number of things that we'll be talking about today. Good news, 67% of the things I'll talk about today are thumbs up. Pretty good. Which of course means 33% of the things are thumbs down. Not great. And what's interesting is that the cost of this thing, whether it's a product or service, has nothing to do with whether or not it was a good experience or a bad. I've seen very, very expensive things disappoint me, and I've seen very inexpensive things thrill me. Now, one of the things that happens when people um, experience a product or service is they, they come away with three actions, I believe. One of them is that they can come back. They can go back and 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 revisit again and do it again and bring more money to them and all that. They could also just stay away. Eh, that was a bad news thing for me. I'm not going. And they can decide whether it's a word of mouth play or not. Am I going to tell other people this thing is good or this thing is bad? Now, I'm not a a, a a Yelp guy as a practice. It's just not my kind of thing, and it feels a little terrorist to some extent, um, but I'm going to use those three things. Am I going to come back? Am I going to stay away? Well, I tell other people about it, about all the things that we're going to uh, talk about today. So let's start by heading on up to the Fremont Street experience. Now, as many of you know, over the summer, Fremont Street does a concert series, which has always been really pretty cool. Kind of a neat thing. Free music for everybody. fantastic. Beautiful weather out there. And this last year, they did 80s rock. And the very last band they had was one of my all-time favorite bands in the 80s. Ratt, R-A-T-T. Rat in the Cellar, come on. Fant- round and Round. Wanted Men. Jeez, what a great, magical album. Well, these guys were coming to Vegas. Huh? I mean... Now, it was a it was a dual headline kind of thing, which they don't normally do. They had Rat, and they also had Sebastian Bach, who was the lead singer of Skid Row. So we decided, Melissa and I, we're going to we're going to Fremont. Now, Melissa's not a big fan of Fremont Street, but she's like, you know, I love you. Let's go, which is why she's a great wife. So we head on down to Fremont. Now, we stayed at the are we parked at the Golden Nugget um, and at the Valet. And tip of the hat to Golden Nugget because you can still park at the valet for free. um, And you don't have to stay there. Now, I have kind of changed my approach to valet parking since all these guys are getting screwed. But I tip when I show up. This is just kind of an an idea. I tip when I show up, um, A, because I just want them to know I appreciate it. And B, sometimes they might be a little concerned about me parking in there. But you tip somebody. I would say 9 out of 10 times they're going to let you park, whether they're supposed to let you park or not. Uh, in this case, we parked there. We hung out for a while because we got there kind of early, um, had a drink or two maybe, uh, and then I had to go to the bathroom. That's fantastic news, right? So I'm heading to the bathroom, and I, I walk around the corner, go in there, and I meet Daryl, the shine guy. Now, my shoes were a hot mess. As a matter of fact, I was planning on replacing these shoes probably within a week or so. I'm coming around the corner. Daryl sees me. He flags me in a very nice way. Kind of starts to point. And I'm like, eh, I know. I, I got to get them done. We're going to do this. So I go to the bathroom. I come back and uh, get in the chair. Now, I've the last time I had my shoes shined uh, was in the Air Force. I shined them. I've never had it done by anybody else. Haven't done it by me since late 80s or early 80s. So, this was kind of a weird experience for me. I didn't really know how it would how it work. So, I sit on the chair, and this guy comes at it, and my God, who knew somebody could be so magical at shining shoes? This guy was amazing. And what I loved about it is he took pride in the work he was doing, it was fun to watch this guy get at it. Now, he put on, I don't know, 15 layers. It was just fantastic to watch this guy go. Uh, And he turned shoes that I was going to replace to shoes that I'll keep for, I don't know, for another year. Now, guess how much that cost? How much does it cost to get a fantastic shoe shine in Vegas? $6. That was it, 6 bucks. So uh, I uh, started talking to him about the business of shining shoes. I'm always curious about how stuff works, and uh, I learned quite a bit about it. Now, you know when you're in a nice restaurant, typically a nice restaurant, and you walk into the bathroom and there's that bathroom attendant who's got, he's got the towel for you and the mouthwash and the gum and the, you know that guy? Okay, so that business, the way that business runs basically is there's a company who leases out, if you will, the bathroom, And then that company puts an attendant there. And then there's a rev share, right? The money comes in and the casino gets part of that or the restaurant gets part of it. And then the company gets part of it. And then the attendant gets some part. I don't know what the the breakdown is, but that's kind of how it works. So the shoe shine business is the same thing. Casino has the uh, the area, the section, and a company takes a bit of that business, and then or takes the business, leases that rooms or that space, and then puts a shoe shine guy in there. So I'm talking to, to Daryl about his experience as shoe shining. How long have you been doing this, Daryl? Oh, a couple decades. Holy Christ! Where did you start? Um, I started at Aria. Really? Now, if I worked at Aria as a shoe shine guy, you know, how much money can somebody make doing that? And he said, $800 a day, (laughs) $800 a day, shining shoe. Now, I'm no math wizard, but I did the math, $800 a day. If I work five days a week, that's $4,000 a week. If I work 50 weeks a year, that's (laughs) $200,000 shining shoes. Remember when people used to say that you could make six figures in Vegas? I think if you're a shoeshiner in Aria, you can make six figures in bigs. You could be a valet guy. That's not there anymore. used to be the guy who would call the cabs. That's not there anymore. But maybe the shoeshine guy is. Now, how much were they charging at, at Aria? $6? Pshaw. It's $14. That's how much it costs for a shoe shine. Now, I asked him, well, I'm, I'm confused. Why wouldn't you be at Aria charging $14 instead of a golden, uh, golden nugget charging 6 He was a really interesting response. He goes, I really like the people who come to the Golden Nugget. They're a nicer group of people. The clientele is nicer. Now, I I heard that as him saying, not saying, the people over there are douchey. But he really likes what he does. He likes the people he works with. And he was funny, too. As we were wrapping up. He said, we were talking about golf. I think the Masters were on or something. He said, my problem with golfing is I stand too close to the ball after I hit it. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, we get the shoe shine. Feeling pretty good about that. What does he pay for the space is coming from uh, the live chat. I don't know. I didn't want to ask them that kind of thing. I didn't want to pry too much. I was just kind of curious about, you know, what somebody could make. And by the way, I didn't say, how much did you make at Aria? I said, if I were a shoe shine guy at Aria, how much could I make? Which is not a threatening question. So after I had my shiny shoes, let's head out there into Fremont Street and watch some And listen to some rock and roll some 80s rock so rat starts at nine o'clock and sebastian bach starts at eight now again this is a dual headliner thing but they're actually on two different stages so rat was on the third street stage that's the stage between the d and four queens It's considered the headlining stage i guess you would say and bach was on the first street stage so we headed over to the first street stage first at eight o'clock got there about 10 minutes before Probably, I don't know, about 2,000 people. They're a good crowd. People in pretty good spirits. Uh, a lot of Skid Row shirts on there. Um, 8 o'clock comes along, and do they start the concert? No. It's the Viva Vision at the hour. Viva Vision plays in that big uh, canopy deal. And they played Green Day. Made sense. Green Day, rock, kind of grungy, gung, gung, gung. getting ready for, for Sebastian Bach. Gung, gung. Perfect. Makes sense. That thing gets done. Viva Vision gets done at about eight ten, and then Boom! Bosch and Bug hits the stage and he was not screwing around, man. You know, he's sure he's gained a few pounds, but you wouldn't know it other than his heavier. But man, he got out there and he's running around on the stage and he's taking his mic and he's swinging it around like this. It was, yeah. And it's funny because his band members are all kind of backing off. I guess he does this quite a bit. He did it during the show. So they're backing off and he's swinging and he's having a great time. And, and what I liked about it was you could tell this guy was appreciative of the gig and he's having a good time. And think about this, folks. This is a guy who at one time, I'm sure, played in front of 15,000 people. And same with Rad. And now they're playing in front of two. Now, you know, for most of us band folks, 2,000 people would be a pretty good group to, to be in front of. But after you've done 15,000... Uh, Going to two might be hard. You know, that's one of the things, by the way, that's, I think, magic about Chris Phillips, Zoe Bowie. I've seen him play in front of five people, literally, and 5,000. And if you just watched him on the stage, you would never know that he's playing in front of five or 5,000. He has the exact same energy. By the way, he is the quintessential entertainer in Las Vegas. So anyways, I'm watching this guy, and even he had a technical problem, uh, Bach did, actually they both did, where they were getting feedback. Now, I will tell you this, that the Fremont Street folks have been doing concerts there for a very long time, and there really is no excuse for having feedback for a band. But instead of pissing and moaning, throwing his arms up, throwing down the mic, doing, he just moved <laughs> so he wouldn't have feedback anymore. Super, super professional. But the one thing that's super important to me, oh, I should add that with when it comes to Skid Row and Sebastian, I, I know one song and it's a power ballad that you know every rock band in the eighties had to do. And I, I don't even know the name, but he played that. He played it like the second song. Smart. We stayed for five songs. I didn't know four of them, but I hung out because it was just really good. And part of the reason is the thing that I measure. Music on, and that is: Are you interacting with the crowd? Listen, if you're all you're going to do is play your album, play the songs on your album, just like they're on there, I'll stay home. It's a controlled environment. The weather is perfect. I can easily have a snack or a drink, and I don't have to put up with drunk people pouring shit on my newly shined shoes. So if I'm going to come and watch you play, I want you to. Acknowledge that we're here and have some fun with it. Show me you've got some spirit, man. And he did that. Buck out there, and he and it wasn't just the hey, Vegas. He was looking at stuff, commenting on things that were happening. It was fantastic, and he was doing it after every song, so you could tell he was interacting and he was having a good time. I loved it. So after about five or so shows, we headed on over uh, to Rat. Now, prior to going there for this concert, I had seen a video of Stephen Percy, who's the lead singer for R.A.T., uh, about a week before. He was in Connecticut, Poughkeepsie, I don't know where he was, um, and the video was troublesome, (laughs) if you are uh, Fremont Street or somebody hiring R.A.T. He was wasted off his feet, so much so he could not stand. He was sitting on the drum riser, mic in hand, kind of weaving back and forth and I think they were doing either round around or wanted man I forget which one didn't matter because I don't think he knew uh, lyrically eh, give or take couldn't really tell maybe 50 percent right uh tune wise uh, nah, didn't really care about that the the timber and the meter and the the, the rhythm of the song ah, a suggestion it was bad I saw that video and thought man if I'm Fremont Street I am freaked out if this guy pulls that crap here uh, he's gonna get killed <laughs> so i was kind of curious to see how this guy goes and it kind of disappointed because they were probably one of my favorite bands in the 80s they were fantastic so we head on over to the third street stage nine o'clock starts and of course viva vision now here's the other feedback to fremont street for their viva vision thing 10 minutes they played imagine Dragon. Now, I'm not sure if you know who Imagine Dragon is. There a local Las Vegas act. I saw them at Life is Beautiful, the very first Life is Beautiful concert here. And they were, they were good. They had lots of drums, and it was kind of fun. But apparently, they licensed the sleepy set of Imagine Dragon because it was just the sleepiest mellow music right before Rat. And so all of us are looking around going, what the fuck is this? Well, <laughs> you're, you're bringing the party down. What are you doing? So here's a tip: if you've got a rock band playing, maybe play rock just before they actually come on the stage. All right. So 9:10, they're done with the uh, the Viva Vision, and we got rat. Nope. 9:15. Nope. 9:20. Nope. 9:25. We're re- Nope. Sorry. 9:30. These bastards finally decide to show up. Now. <laughs> I have a real issue with that. I consider it a lack of respect. Two ways. First of all, you're not respecting my time. I come here, I expect you to show up at a certain time. Hit the stage at a certain time. But it's also a lack of respect for yourself. Look, you're a professional. I expect you to show up. You know, what happens if a lawyer doesn't show up in court on time? He gets the shit reamed out of him. I can't ream you out. But man, that's some bullshit, not showing up on time. Um, The other thing that uh, I've heard sometimes from bands is, it's free. What do you want? It's not free. What are you talking about? You're getting paid. If you're that guy uh, playing at Fremont Street, that's a five-figure deal without question. So you're making five figures. Now, why would Fremont Street Experience pay you five figures? Oh, that's right, because they represent all the casinos on Fremont Street. And those casinos, which pay Fremont Street to be a part of the Fremont Street Experience, expect them to draw traffic. Why? So people spend money. So I'm spending money that I otherwise wouldn't spend on something on Fremont, gambling, eating, drinking, so I can watch you. So actually, it does cost me money. So if you're going to come out and do a show fucking show up on time okay all right let's move forward so they come out and they open with uh, round and round it's a great song except for the fact that it just completely lacked energy and it was also muddy it sounded kind of muddy i wasn't sure if that's a mixing issue on fremont's part but it just kind of seemed it's a little slower than the normal speed uh, and normally when you play live, you, you speed things up because of the energy. So it was, uh, a little sluggish, lacked energy. It was the we're-going-to-mail-it-in kind of vibe. So I was really, really disappointed. But at least they started with a song I knew. That was good. Second song, never heard of it. Third song, <laughs> never heard of it. The whole time, song, song, song. No acknowledgment at all of the band or of the uh, crowd. After the third song, he finally, Stephen, decided to acknowledge Hey Vegas. And uh, that was about it. Then he went into the fourth song, didn't know what that was either. My God, play the hits kids. That's why we're paying you five figures. Not to play your favorite song. You should be playing our favorite song. So we left, we headed back to Golden uh, Nugget and uh, went into the Rush Lounge, which is a cool little circular lounge, kind of in the middle of Golden Nugget. And there was a cover band there, just a Everyday cover band. I would say the average age of the people in that band were probably late 40s, early 50s. So they weren't young spring chicken type folks. Uh, But guess what? They had more energy than Rat did. Rat, five figures. Uh, Cover band and Rush, three figures. Five figures, three figures. More energy, Rush lounge band. Come on, what the, what's going on? So, come back, stay away, word of mouth. I will absolutely come back to see uh, Sebastian Bach. I don't know half his songs, but he was fun. By the way, he does a lot of radio, so he's, he's a bantery kind of uh, David Lee Roth-esque kind of guy. So he did very well in that environment. So I'd go see him again. I would absolutely see Daryl the Shoeshine guy again because he was amazing. And the, the cover band at the Rush Lounge. For a lot of fun who am i going to stay away from rat and i will tell you if they're still touring and they're coming to your town don't do it don't do it run away it's not worth it word of mouth who would i talk about i will talk about daryl i'll talk about sebastian bach and i'm going to tell people not go to not to see rat because it's a, it's a real letdown all right let's move to the palms the new and improved palms new and improved what do you mean scott well they were bought by Station Casino is what we call them, but uh, Red Rock Resorts is actually the name of the company now, as I recall. They are spending, get this, $620 million, $620 million to renovate Palms. To give you an idea how much money that is, Station Casino also built Aliante Casino. Many of you might remember, we used to live up there. They paid $660 million to build Aliante from dirt to casino. 620 for upgrades, renovations, 660 for a whole new hotel and casino. By the way, Red Rock Resort, which is one of the nicest resorts arguably in the world, a uh, billion dollars. So two-thirds of the cost to build Red Rock, they're spending on renovations at Palms. Pretty cool. Pretty uh, impressive. Now, there are two things, two properties within the new Palms that had my attention. One of them is called the Unknown Bar. And the other one is called Scotch 80. Unknown bar is a bar. Scotch 80 is a steak restaurant because we need more steak restaurants. So I walk into the casino, ballet park there too, fantastic. Uh, looked around for signs and saw that the, the uh, Scotch 80 restaurant was to the left. Now the unknown bar was directly in front of me. I'll talk about that in a second. So I go over to Scotch 80, just wanted to kind of see what was going on there. And as I walk up there, You approach a reception. you got to go up a couple steps, and there's a wide reception area. Two girls up there, two ladies up there. Early 20s, they they look like. So I go up there. I'm kind of excited. I've heard really good things about this and good reviews from all the E.D. people around here. So I smile. Hey, I'd like to know a little bit about the place and where the bar is. And she didn't smile. This woman didn't smile at all. How does somebody smile at you, and you just don't instinctively smile back? So I smi- now I smiled at her, asked her the question. She just kind of looked at me with the dead shark eyes. And then I held my smile because I wanted to see if I could get her to smile. And she kind of did. It was uh, begrudgedly she smiled. And then she begrudgedly told me that the bar is right around there. Okay, it was a very much too cool for the room, and that was the initial uh, impact I had. Is oh yeah, we're Scott Shady, we're spending lots of money here, and we've got fancy people coming here. Uh, We're too cool for you. Oh, dude, that's that's not a good move for me. So I'm like, well, okay, we're not going to do that. So I moved back, going towards the center of the casino. I called Melissa and said, hey, I'll meet you at the Shark Bar, which is the unknown. Uh, bar. It's called the shark. I call it the shark bar because there's a picture of it, or I'll show you a picture of it. There is this shark. Do I have it? Oh, I didn't put that up there. Three sections of one shark that's kind of split. So there's a loose cube, a lucite cube, and there's a shark going across there. So I call it the shark bar. So I go there and again, it's right in front of the main entrance of the casino. I walk around the bar once just to get a good look at the shark, sit down, and I wait. For 10 minutes, I waited for service. 10 minutes. This is in the middle, uh, you know, it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't busy. 10 minutes I waited. Now, the bartender gal, uh, who was uh, two chairs away from me, the whole time was talking to three other guys, just having the best time. Didn't talk to me at all. 10 minutes into it, she comes to me and she goes, hey, did the other bartender... Work uh, serve you. Right? Nope. Uh, can I have a, a drink menu? So she begrudgingly gives me a drink menu, and I wait again. So as I'm waiting, i'm I'm looking at this menu, eighteen dollars a drink. Now those are strip prices. And I know a lot of people don't like that pricing. I know pops, for example, in the live chat, hates that for a price for a drink. I get it. But there is something to be said, for a very, very well-made cocktail um, in a very, very cool place. I get spending $18, but not for an off-strip property. And as I was looking through the drink menu, there was nothing special there. There was no cleverly crafted drinks. It was just kind of the standard stuff, old-fashioned mules, yeah. $18. Uh, didn't get it now what was funny about their website for this bar is it says beware the unknown is not for the faint of heart it's also not for people who are thirsty because i could not get served so melissa shows up and i'm like uh i'm having a hard time getting anybody (laughs) to do good work here let's go back to scotch 80 i just want to go into the bar and see what's going on there so we head back to scotch 80 we ignore the uh, the chilly receptionist gown, just walk right in, no need to talk to her again. And we are immediately attended to by the bartender, night and day, from everything else that was happening at the new improved palms. She was this bartender was super nice, quick with the menus. Are you guys gonna be eating with us as well? Yes. <laughs> Food menus, restaurant menus, boom, 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 right there. We were right by the uh, the drink station where all the other uh, the waiters come in to get drinks. So as we're talking and going over drinks in the menu and looking at the drinks they had, other waiters were chiming in and having a good time. Everybody was smiling and laughing and, and really enjoying themselves. Man, it was very, very impressive. So then we're looking at the drinks. What's the deal here? Drinks were $18 as well. So strip prices, I think that's a miss in my opinion, uh, but... Much better drinks, drinks that were clearly thought out. They were clever. They tasted good. Um, and the food was good as well. So, again, let's look at our actions. Come back. Where am I going to come back to? Scotch 80. Where am I going to absolutely stay away from? The Shark Bar, the Unknown Bar. Um, and who am I going to talk about? Where's my word of mouth? I'll talk about Scotch 80. Now, we haven't done a formal dinner there, um, so I don't know all of it, all of what it has to offer, but it sure looked Pretty damn good. All right, let's take a quick break. Give me a minute to talk about my good friend, Mitch Fulfer over at Brookshire Hathaway Home Services. Remember, folks, 80% been reported that 80% of all the realtors here in Las Vegas have never bought or sold a single home. Meanwhile, Mitch, 17 years of experience here in Vegas. Uh, The guy knows his stuff. He helped us sell our first home in less than an hour. Negotiated really well for the home that we're in now. Super happy with that. Um you got to go to his site mitchfulfer.com it's mitch f u l f e r .com whether you're buying or selling this is the guy to work with and I'm telling you I wouldn't tell you that unless I believed it he's the man and he's also just a really really nice guy all right let's take a sideways move just for a second I want to talk about resort fees which we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, and I get that, but I just want to bring this up. First, uh, uh, parking fees, real fast. I'm going to bring that up as well. Well, We all know what parking fees are. Parking fees are simply greed. That's it. The product they had to offer wasn't working, so they had to figure out what they can do, and they charge for parking. It's bullshit. We all know that. Um, And uh, I forget which property it was. They said, oh, yeah, we did an experiment, and they didn't really care. No No one knew about your experiment, you lying bastards. There is two places that I do want to mention really quickly about parking fees. It's the Venetian and Palazzo. Free parking, free valet, boom, always been that way, pretty fantastic. Win Encore, they've changed, so it's now free parking and valet if you spend $50 or uh, if you're staying there. So that's pretty easy at, at Win. Um, Tropicana went the other way. They're now charging for parking, partly because all the people who are going to Win or uh, MGM things primarily T-Mobile, uh, we're parking drop <laughs> again, and they're like, well, we've had enough of this. So now they're charging for that, but they also give you a $10 voucher for drinks or whatever. So it's, it's not terrible. Well, let's talk about resort feeds. And let's do something that we've not done on this show before. Let's concede that there is value for what they're charging up to $45 a night for. And that's right, Venetian and Palazzo charge $45 a night for resort fees. MGM and Caesars, uh, up to high 30s, $39. But let's concede. Let's say, yep, that $39, that $40, that $39, we'll say, is reasonable for what you're giving me. Internet access is basically what that is, by the way. Here's my issue. When the resort fee is higher than the room charge, when your bill is two or two and a half times what you expect it to be because of the resort fee, uh, Houston, we have a problem. That's ridiculous. Because here's what you're saying to me, casinos. You're saying that, you know, that Internet access that we're providing you is worth more than the room you're staying in safely and comfortably in a lovely bed. I'm I'm sorry, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. We think the internet access on a Wi-Fi system with a thousand other people is worth more than the room you're staying in that we built. If you believe that, you should do one of two things, casino people. You should either shut that hotel down because there's no excuse to be charging more for a resort fee than the resort itself. There's just no excuse. Or lower the resort fees. Okay, making a buck here, but does it have to be $37 for a $30 room? I don't think so. Okay, so what does that mean? Come back or stay away? Well, here's the funny thing about this with this particular subject. And the truth is they're betting, and I don't know if they're right or not, that you're going to keep coming back regardless of what they do. Now, gambling revenue is down a bit on this trip. I think it was down 7%. I'm not exactly sure if that's true or not. Uh, versus other places like it's up on Fremont Street and, and uh, in the suburbs as well. But the question is, um, is that down time or that down income directly related to parking or, or resort fees? Don't know. Have no idea. Can't know. And uh, the word of mouth, we're all bitching about this and people are still showing up. So they're just betting that you don't matter, quite frankly. And that's a little bit depressing. But do I talk about it? I talk about it all the time. I bring it up all the time. All right. Let's talk about uh, a couple of things that are some of my favorite things to do in Vegas. And that's, of course, dinner and a show. We're in the dinner and a show capital of the world, I would argue. So the first dinner and a show is a combo of the both at the same time. While you're having dinner, a show is around you as well. So where is this it's a place called Saki rock now this is uh, at the park the park avenue area right by t-mobile across from the new park mgm which used to be monte carlo so this is a japanese restaurant they focus on sushi but they also have cooked food as well i'm not a big sushi guy raw food guy Um, although i'll nibble on some every once in a while but the food there and the drinks there are fantastic it's one of the few places that have a smoked drink I'm pretty obsessed with that. That's where they put their drink in a glass cube and then smoke it. And it sits in there for a couple minutes and the smoke infuses in the drink, infuses in the glass. And so when you're drinking it, you have a smoky treat. It's quite lovely. Um, I highly recommend it. Now, what I recommend there, by the way, is they have a drink called Godzilla, get it? Uh, That's in that smoke deal. And they do it with vodka, which makes no sense. I would order an old fashioned and stick it in there. That is fantastic, or Scotch or bourbon on the rocks. That's what, that's what we do here at the Arches of Whitney Villa. So the food's great; I highly recommend it. But it's the entertainment that gets me, that I really, really enjoy. They have this uh, host, highly, highly interactive host. Now I've heard people describe this guy as a drag queen, but he's not a drag queen. It's not a guy in a dress looking like a woman. He is a dude with curly hair, and he's got a sparkly duster and uh, three-inch eyelashes, which is kind of cool. And he's funny and smart as hell. So what he's doing is he's roaming around, you know, the dining area, interacting with all the tables, literally all the tables. And he's quick. He's, he's reading the room. He's getting what people are about. He's having some fun with them. He's flirty and goofy and, and, and just fantastic to watch. But he also leads the entertainment so every 15 or 20 minutes or so a dance number appears all over the place and and who are the dancers well your servers all the servers stop they head off and they and they start doing their their dance and so all the servers are dancing and they're in the aisles and they're on the bar and they're over on the little stage over there and audience interaction you bet they're pulling people from the crowd and they're dancing it well it is a hoot a hoot. People love this stuff, which is why, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't that busy. It's getting pretty busy now. Now, they also do a lot of sake bombs there, which makes sense. Japanese restaurant, no. And the the MC, the host, uh, runs the sake bomb thing, event, if you will. So first of all, what's a sake bomb? Just a reminder, imagine a beer, a pint of beer, halfway full of beer and then on top of it are two chopsticks on top of the two chopsticks is a shot glass with sake and then what you do is you pound the table the chopsticks open up the shot glass falls in the beer mixes all up and then you shoot it that's a sake bomb it's a horrible drink would never do it but eh, a lot of people do so what ends up happening is usually a table buys a round of sake bombs for the table everybody tends to do it within the table So it's this MC who runs that. So he comes in there, he makes sure everybody's set up right, all the glasses, all the shot glasses are on, all the pints. Um, And then he tells everybody, I think they, they say sake rock, sake rock, and everybody else yells bomb, 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 or something like that. I don't know what it is. And then they all pound it. Now here's what's interesting about this guy. I've seen him do this five times, six times a night, and he's drinking a sake bomb with everybody else. So... Ready for table number one? Sucky bum, sucky bum, boom! One drink. Table number two, sucky bum, boom, sucky bum, boom. Five, six drinks a night that I've seen him. This guy probably works from five till I don't know two, and he's drinking his head off, and you would never know it. I've never seen anybody drink so much and not look drunk. Frankie Moreno might be one guy who did that but it's unbelievable i mean clearly this guy has the greatest job in the world and the job most likely to kill him uh anytime soon so come back stay away so we go to this place before every vegas knights game this is our place vegas golden knights we're there when we bring friends in town we tend to bring them to Sockey rock because it's kind of fun it's kind of cool um word of mouth i talk about this place all the time But I will say this, this is not a great place to go if you're meeting up with somebody um, who you haven't seen in a long time and you want to catch up because it's loud in there. Actually, the best thing that they could do, I think, is during the downtime when the guy's just kind of roaming around, they should back the music. It's DJ. Back the music off a little bit so you can talk. But when the entertainment's coming, that music back up, that's fine. But give us a chance to talk otherwise. Uh, but it's a great place, highly recommend it. Okay, and then finally for this, I'm gonna tell you about my new favorite dinner show nightcap place. We just discovered this this weekend. I'm a little surprised by it. But this combo is, is just terrific in my view so we're at the cosmopolitan the fantastic cosmopolitan so let's start with dinner we're going to eat at a place called milo's now it's actually estate Oreo milo's i i can't pronounce that first name to save my life e-s-t-i-a-t-o-r-i-o milo's it's a greek mediterranean restaurant on the third floor it's been there since the very beginning of the cosmo and a little side note i'm not sure if you guys know this there's a rumor that when uh, Cosmo first opened back in, what was it, 89? I forget. Um, they had a real problem with gambling in that people weren't doing it. They really pushed all these great restaurants they had, including Milos. So people were coming from the parking garage, which is underground, where you have to park and there's nowhere else you can park uh, unless you do valet. They were going up the elevator, past the first, second floor, and then going right to the third floor, which is the restaurant. They're passing the, the uh, games all the casino games. So they changed the elevator so that you had to get off on the first floor. You had to walk around the casino, at least bypass that stuff before you could get upstairs. Now, I'm not sure if that's the case anymore, but it was an interesting story. So you walk in to Milos. And before you even walk in, you smell this amazing smell. You know how they say that restaurants pump smell out of their restaurants, like Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever? Uh, I don't think they do that. But, oh, my God, we were impressed before we even walked in. It was subtle, but, man, it smelled good. So we walk in there. It's nicely decorated. Everybody is, all the staff is very well dressed. We walk up to the reception. Big smile, took our name. We were immediately sat down. No screwing around. I think we might have even been a little early. Ready to go. Great first impression now this is one of those properties one of those restaurants that have multiple people taking care of you at any given time so they had a table captain for example had a psalm the wine guy and other folks running around doing shit as well uh and uh we never wanted for anything. So we get sat down, the psalm comes by just to kinda introduce himself and 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 talks about drinks and we're like, can we get a drink menu? And they bring the drink menu and we're going through the menu and a guy comes by in a, you know a suit and asks, you know, how we doing? Are you uh, do you guys need anything? I think we're ready to order our drinks. So the guy in the suit takes our drink order, takes off and, and, and off he goes. It was pretty great. Psalm comes back, young guy, he's a, a, a second tier Psalm. There's four Uh, tears for a a sommelier and he's number two uh getting ready for his number three test which is really hard he's talking about wines and really knows it God, i'm really fascinated by by folks who are in that business who are psalms i'm actually reading a book now called cork dork about uh that world and uh then the psalm because everybody else the table captain was busy took us to the fish market here's what this is Uh, Never had this happen before. So as you walk in, in the back of the room, back of the restaurant, there is a fish market. Um, Big ice, I don't know, area, like a wall, I guess, curved wall, with fish on it. And so what they do is they they take the table to the fish market, and they talk about these different fish. And they're not like your regular everyday bass trout stuff. These are you know Mediterranean fish, I guess, that are flown in every day from... Great. So he's talking about that. This is the whatever, whatever, and it's a light, tasty thing. with slightly oily, blah, blah, blah. And and he's going through it. And you pick your fish right there. Uh, we'll take that guy. He should weigh about this much per person, and yaddy. We'll take him. Gone. And that fish is taken away and and prepared. And it's simple. There's nothing super fancy about it. It's you know it's cooked on with fire, and it's got some oil and some capers, and I think some lemon and uh, maybe some salt, and that's it. Pretty impressive. So the, we come back. Table captain comes by, takes the rest of our orders. We get our drinks. Our drinks are magical. And they're $17. They're less than the, the palms. Uh, and they're better. They were really, really good. So we're, we're filling our oats there. Wine comes out. Now, I don't drink wine because of uh, the, uh, the diet, the keto diet. But I had a little bit. Oh, he, we ordered um, uh, octopus as an appetizer, and they're like octopus steaks. So it's not like calamari, it's like steaks. And uh, it's, it was cooked in a certain way from a certain town. And we're eating these things, and we're all like, Jesus, this is amazing. And the guy comes out, the psalm comes out with four glasses of wine. And we're like, well, we didn't, we didn't order any wine. He goes, well, this wine is made from the same place that is the style of the, of the octopus you're eating, so you just have to have this wine to pair with this. <laughs> what? This is awesome. And he was right. You know, I, hadn't had, I haven't had wine in, I don't know, three months. Oh, uh, this is pretty good. I like the wine again. So um, everybody is super attentive. The dinner comes out. It's served table side. So the fish comes out, and it's separated and put it on your plates. And, and I'm telling you, they didn't miss a beat. It was absolutely magical. Now, we thought a dinner for four with the wine and the drinks and the food was going to be pretty busy or expensive. We thought it was going to be 550 dollars or more. Ended up being in the, I think it was the mid-fours, uh, which, you know, to some people is a lot of money, but for us, $400 or $100, was because $125 a piece, I think is what it came to. Uh, that's not terrible for a high-end restaurant, lots of wine, drinks, food. Uh, we came out of there pretty surprised by it. Now, what was interesting As we were walking out, the guy in the suit who got our drink order, he pulled me aside. He goes, hey, I hear you're from Vegas. I had given my card to the Psalm. Uh, Hey, here's my card. If you ever need anything, give me a call. So I checked his card. It said uh, Tony Gardner, general manager. So the general manager is running around taking drink orders it's not beneath him he's doing the work he's making sure everybody's taken care of that's the kind of place uh, milos is all right so after we got done eating we're feeling pretty good about ourselves and then we headed off to opium opium's also at the cosmo now i had a chance to see this show a couple times via house seats i would not have seen it otherwise the advertising for it was bad I didn't know what the hell it was it was it reminded me of the Avenue Q advertisement that used to be here which was a fuzzy Volkswagen no one knew what the hell it was and and as a result Avenue Q went away because no one knew what the hell it was. Um, so went a couple times because of house seats and uh, loved it and it's no longer available on the house seats now that place is that thing is selling out I think ours was close to sold out when we went and saw it and that was last Saturday. Now. Many of you know that my favorite show has always been Absence. This is the show that I always recommend to people to go. It's a great show, fantastic, but this is no longer my favorite show. Opium is now my favorite show, and you may say to yourself, but wait a minute, won't those people at the Absence be mad at you? First of all, they don't care. But B, it's the same company who uh, created Absence, a company called Spiegel World. They also created Opium. So I'm still in the family, kids. This thing is Fantastic. It is significantly raunchier than Absence. Uh, and I like its format better. So Absence was kind of like Cirque du Soleil with vaudeville comedy added to it. Opium is like an acid trip inspired space ride with a wacky, naughty, funny crew entertaining you on this ride. You're going to, wait for it, Uranus. Get it? A little bit on the nose, but I think you get the idea. Uh, If you are um, easily offended, you should absolutely not go to the show. It is rough. But if you have an open sense of humor and you like to watch very talented people do very funny things. Holy crap, this show is all that in a bag of chips, man, it's fantastic. Now, for, actually for us, for Melissa and me, it's kind of a our sense of humor test for visitors. So far, 100% of the people we've brought there, two different couples, have loved the show. It's absolutely fantastic. But there are some friends that we have I would never, never, never bring there. So you have to kind of be careful uh, when you go there. But I'm telling you, you should go. So we go there, and this is, in a, this is right next to a place called Rose Rabbit Lie. So for a no, nightcap, I would do one of two things. I'd either go to Rose Rabbit Lie, which is right next to it, and they have a, a cool uh, bar there, and live music uh, with Sky Miles, Sky D. Miles, who uh, I'm a huge fan of. She's been there for a couple of years. She is amazing uh, singer. Geez, just go watch her. Just watch her for one song just to to be able to see what a goddess of voice is because she's the shit. Uh, But what I'm going to tell you about is to go to a place called Beauty in Essex. This is also at the same property now, Um, but it's a little different than what you might expect. So the first thing is trying to find the place is weird. So what they have on the outside, when you walk up to Beauty in Essex, there's a pawn shop. What? Yeah, pawn shop. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a real working pawn shop if you've got $1,600 for a Gibson Explorer. I'm sorry, a Gibson Flying V. Um, but you wouldn't know that there's a restaurant there. So you go into the pawn shop, and there's all kinds of neat stuff and sparkly stuff and lots of guitars on the, on the back wall, so I like that. And as you go down there, you go to the end of the, the counter, and then there's a door. There's no label on it. It doesn't say anything. You open up that door, and you're in the restaurant bar. It's very cool. So the bar is the first thing you see. Um, and again, this is a place that clearly they've thought about the cocktails. They've thought about how do we make a great cocktail? And these guys do it. Uh, my favorite cocktail is called the Green with Envy. It's a Stoli cucumber vodka, St. Germain, jalapenos, cilantro nectar, cold pressed lime, celery salt. It is to die for. And it's just kind of a cool hang. By the way, the restaurant's very cool as well. So, come back, keep away. I'm going to come back to all three of these things as often as I possibly can. This is quintessential Vegas done correctly. Congratulations to the Cosmo. And word of mouth, you bet. I'm going to tell as many people as I can about this because, you know, when they do stuff good, you kind of want to let people know about it. And by the way, you know, that the Milo's, the restaurant, that's been there since day one of Cosmopolitan. And now I can understand why. All right. Hey. Jeez, we're already 15 minutes into this. Let's have a drink, shall we? All right, it's time for Have a Drink on I Me. Mean, it's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a lounge. And you guess where it is. But this is brought to you by our good friends over at. Las Vegas for beginners. Hey, it's your go-to site for all things about going to Vegas. Their website has hundreds of ideas for you laid out in an easy-to-find manner. Events are listed by date, giving you location and ticket prices and links back link backs to the actual event. Website so you can find out more. Now, I'm going to tell you that I highly recommend you go to their Facebook page. They're on Instagram as well. Their Facebook page is all that in a bag of chips. It's one of the few Vegas Facebook pages where there's not a lot of people backbiting and pissing and moaning. They're really trying to help people have a good time there. So, whether you're a seasoned uh, Vegas visitor or you're local or you're coming for the first time, stop by their little corner. You'll be glad you did, helping you make your next. Trip to Las Vegas, the best trip ever. Now, if you are in fact interested in playing this here game, have a drink, you're gonna send your guest to have a drink at Vegasvideonetwork.com. Again, have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. there's a number of chances to get an entry to win. Five, as a matter of fact. So one of them is you send in a correct answer to have a drink at Vegas Video Network. And do we put your name in a hat. If you submit an entry and you're in the live chat. While this segment is running, there's your second entry into the hat. Hey, guess what? If you send in a video or photo guess, we're gonna give you another entry. If you are the very first correct answer, that's another entry. Or if you do an intro video for the whole show, you get another entry. That's five opportunities to get in for every have a drink on me deal. Now what can they win? All kinds of cool stuff. A, you can win a drink on me, which is why we named it have a drink on me. So I'll buy you a drink. And it won't be a Dasani or whatever it is. I'll buy you a drink at a bar. How's that? On the strip? Sure. What the hell? Uh, Let's stay away from Palms. Wanna? Or you can get yourself a Vegas Video Network Visor. Comes in black like my heart. Highly recommended. Or music. Music soothes the savage beast. You can have one of my Christmas CDs, Christmas Acoustic or Christmas Acoustic 2. The Christmas time is only, what, a month or so away. Or get Jazzathon. Now... You know, there is something special about all of these things, I think. But one of the most specialist things is that this bad boy here, this visor, you put this visor on your head because you're a winner. You take yourself a picture and you send it to me. You're like, hey, Scott, I wanted to send this picture to you. I'm like, why? Oh, because I know what I'll be. I'll be a part of the galaxy of God. God. There is Debbie and then there's Gregor and Bill, Mr. Testy. And Steve and Michael and Robert and Rosie and there is Scott and Michael and wait this more. There it is a hat on. Biggie and Bob and then Alan and Aaron who are noticed and Bob, Bob's wife and Danny and Shan, not Shan. there's Craig who is a big fan and Glenn and Jimmy and Rob. Ken and Stuart who's in Russia and Christina Whose all babies are because of my music and Don And Jackie is there as well But wait, there's Mike And Pops and Sammy and Carol and a dog And Chris, Dad, Scott, Wayne And of course there's Brett Alrighty <laughs> la 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 Bigger and bigger Okay, 14 out of 15 correct answers this week. And here is last week's Have a Drink on Me. There it is. And the uh, answer is Addison's Lounge. Addison's Lounge. Addison's Lounge at the Rampart. The beautiful Rampart Casino out in the Summerlin area. Okay, let's see what we got going here. Okay, here we go. Numero uno. We've got... Ozzie Deb, one for the correct answer. Ozzie Deb, one for being the first correct answer. And guess what? All the way from Australia, Ozzie Deb is in the live chat. So our very first entry is a triple entry. She now has a 100% chance of winning. Next up, we have Mr. Testy, one for the correct answer. Mr. Testy's also in the live chat. Ozzy Deb now has a 66% chance, and Mr. Testy has a 40% chance of winning. How about that for some odds? We've got Samuel Jackson in there. We've got Who's Your Daddy hanging out in the, in the winner's circle. We've got Mike Beattie hanging out there. We've got Tom Yu. Now, we're going to leave this up for uh, a question to the live chatters. Tom Yu writes that he won back in March of 2016, so way, way, way a long time ago. And he said he was never able to redeem that. So he wants to know, you know, he's going to be in town uh, November 11th or 15th. Uh, Can he redeem this two and a half year Haddam next week? I'm going to leave it to the live chat. Live chat, you let me know whether you think Tom should be allowed to redeem a two and a half year old tardy Haddam. You say yes, he's in. You say no, I'm going to have to say no. The power of the live chat is profound as we continue on andy in new hampshire is in the is in the hat steve from knoxville oh oh steve 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 tomahawk said no steve won last episode and then he's back in again part of the rules is if you won uh if you won you don't come in the next week and try to win again because that's greedy so steve i'm going to rip off your epaulets very disappointed in this behavior steve i think you could do better than that in the hall Sorry, Steve. All right. Mike from the cove Vancouver, Washington, where I was born. Bill 98036. Uh, have you ever been to this place, by the way? The, he asked me, the Addison place. I have. Is it any good? Yeah, it's a bar. It's a, you know, it's a bar. It's one of those bars that has a, a, a club stage on the other side of the bar, like at Red Rock, the Rock's Lounge, same kind of thing. I liked it. Richard Faze Jitter. One for the correct answer, and I saw Richard in there. Phase jitter. He gets a double. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. Jimmy two Gs. Jimmy Gallagher in there. Boom. Who's your daddy? I see him. Boom. He gets a double. See these live chatters have got to figure it figured out. They understand the power. Condor, 954, that's Paul, way to go Condor. Mad Chipmunk, I just saw him in there too. In the live chat, I should say, one for the correct answer, one for being in the live chat. I'd say the majority of people are getting doubles or triples, it's pretty cool. And then finally we've got, you know him, you love him, the Spielberg of our little town. Let's look at Pops, here's Pops tell you what that's Scott Whitney he's on a roll he's been out there in Summerlin this week's Craig had him answer is Addison's Lounge at the Rampart if you've never been to the Rampart lord you gotta go it's small the casino is completely round the pits right in the middle and all the slot machines are arranged like a big donut around the outer walls and around the outer walkway it is so much fun for a slot player because you can continually move around the room and just you never remember where you came in until you see the security guard go, oh, yeah, there's the entrance. I've passed it three times already. Fun place, Scott. This is, I don't know how many times in a row. You're getting a thumbs up, man. You on the roll. See ya. Okay, Pops, one for the correct answer. Pops, one for being in the live chat. Pops, one for the live chat, or for uh, the uh, video entry. It looks like, according to the live chat, they want me to let Tom take advantage of his two-and-a-half-year-old hat and win, but we require that he wears a party hat and a G string. It's an excellent idea, live chatters. That's why you are who you are today. All right, let's see who wins. Party hat and G string. Tom, I hope you're comfortable with that. All right, we got a winner. The winner is Mr. Testy, a previous winner. Congratulations. He was a double, and that, and he was actually the second. Entry. Way to go, Mr. Testy. You win a drink on me, a Vegas Video Network Advisor, or one of our CDs. Congratulations. All right. Let's look at this week's Have a Drink Upon Moi. (laughs) Boink. Here it is. And here are your hints. Hint number one. This bar is named after the original name of the casino it is in. This bar is named after the original name of the casino it is in. Hit number two, I don't think it's associated with the Casa de Panqueque. I don't think it's associated with the Casa de Panqueque. That's Spanish, P-A-N-Q-U-E-Q-U-E-S. And hit number three, it could be named after an entity in more than one country. It could be named after an entity in more than one country country. If you know the name of this bar, send your guests to have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. Again, have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, a couple ways you can reach out to us if you want it, you can send an email to honorq at livinginlv.com honor and q livinginlv.com I'd recommend you do that by the way you can send us a voicemail just head to our website click a little tab and you'll be able to do that we're on all the social media we're kind of spending a bit more time on Instagram if you're into that we're on iTunes give us five stars if you're checking this out on iTunes we're on YouTube where JW found us give us a thumbs up share us we're on Roku over I think we're coming 80,000 people have installed us now Stitcher tune in Spotify, Chromecast, Apple, Google Fire TV, Google Play, and of course, the Vegas Video Network website. That's it, guys. We'll see you guys next time on the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Take care, everybody.